0: You're listening to Fathoms and Enneagram Podcast. Discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Welcome to Fathoms and Enneagram Podcast. My name is Creek, and I have some people with me that you may (laughs) know and one you may not. (laughs) That was a great introduction.
1: A, crypt, oh. a cryptic open, I like it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, so, uh, real quick, we have um, our normal two boring people, Drew and, and, hey. and Abram, right oh And then uh. we have a surprise for you all. We have a new co-host. Drum roll, what? please.
1: Wait a second. What?
0: <laughs> Lindsay Marks. Hey. Welcome to the hey. stage. Hey. <laughs>
2: oh is i supposed to say something then and that's
0: the end of the episode so thank (laughs) you you thank you very
3: much for coming (laughs) yeah tune Uh, in next time (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) uh lindsey what possessed you to say yes to
2: this (laughs) well i uh i really love this podcast i like the conversations you guys have and i like you as humans too so that definitely helps (laughs)
1: all right you should say so far just to cover your bases yeah yeah
2: Yeah. it's been a rough go this morning but
0: (laughs) so this episode we are basically wanting to show our audience how great you are as well as just kind of update everyone on where we're at with fathoms and what's happening so yes we're still alive yes we still plan on doing more episodes it's just going to be a little different so Mm -hmm. yes Lindsay, are you ready to be put through the ringer yes
2: <laughs> yes. Go yes.
1: Easy.
2: yes that's my request go easy on it just Lindsay's also a musician
0: life. so drew is once again the out
2: we're gonna fix that though
1: why are all my friends musicians there there's something psychological happening <laughs> in me where i just am surrounded by musicians. You have good taste. There it is. I I don't hate it. It's just an odd phenomenon I think in my life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Lindsay, probably the best place to start would be talking about your own kind of Enneagram story first. Hmm. What's your dominant type? If you want to talk about your, you know, subtype or instinctual bias, let's start there and then we'll, we'll, we'll go a bit deeper. Okay.
2: Awesome. So I resonate most with the description of a navigating to And I've found for myself that groups are really important to me and understanding how I belong and fit into a group is really important. And not just that, but kind of the two-ness comes in with, I I want everybody to feel (laughs) welcome in a group. I want everybody to feel like they they have belonging. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my energy just naturally goes toward figuring out where I fit and trying to bring others into that space of belonging too. And I think It brings me a lot of joy to feel that sense of belonging and to help others feel that.
1: Let's back up a little bit then. When did you discover that you were a two? And then when did you discover you're navigating two? And how does that play into kind of your Enneagram journey more broadly?
2: So actually my husband, um, Samuel, introduced me to the, the Enneagram test. He took the test first and... We had, we had gone on like a spiritual retreat in Chicago and everyone was talking about the Enneagram and we were really on the outside, which as a navigating to is like not okay with me. I'm like Everybody's talking about this thing yeah. I don't understand, mm, like I need to be on the inside of this. And so <laughs> we got home from that retreat and he took the test one day while I was gone and I came home. It was a really, really traumatic season of life for us. And I think we were really searching for tools mm to help us through a really difficult time and kind of understanding and making sense of of what we were feeling and what was happening. And so he took this test and I walk in the door and he like leads me to the kitchen table and he's like, I need to share this with you. And so he just starts reading the description Mm. of his Enneagram style. He starts reading it to me and he's like crying and he's apologizing to me and he's, I mean, it was just this wow. this moment of clarity
3: wow. Wow. for both
2: of us where we just were like, this makes a lot of sense and it answers a lot of questions. And I felt mm-hmm. a lot of compassion for him. And so I kind of wanted to go, go through that process myself, you know, and I could see him having compassion for himself too, which was, is a beautiful thing to witness in another mm-hmm. person that you care about. Yeah. And so... I just, I took the test for myself and then I was crying reading the description because suddenly things for me about, Mm. you know, that the need to connect with other people, even to the pain point, you know, like trying to understand why I'm still sometimes reaching for relationships that have clearly run their course or, you know, different things like that that have brought me some confusion and pain. It was like Hmm. overwhelming clarity and peace. And I, I felt like I wasn't alone. I felt really understood. And, and also like, not just that someone was able to describe me, but able to say, so here's how you can live, you know, in a healthier way and not sacrifice any part of who you are.
3: Now, shall I take a guess at, um, you said (laughs) style and there was something else in there that I was this, you said the test, was this Jerry, Jerry Wagner's? No, this yeah. was
2: the the ready. Is that how you say it?
3: The ready. Okay. The Russ okay. Hudson. Right
2: this was the Russ yeah. Hudson one. Mm-hmm. That was the first test we took. I did take Jerry yeah. Wagner's test later. Cool. Yeah, same results though.
3: <laughs> Lovingly referred
1: to as Jer Bear here. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Former guest. Great episode yeah. of Jerry Wagner. Yeah. Jer Bear. <laughs> that was a fun episode um, for
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, Jer Bear. Lindsay, you've been on uh, a couple other episodes with us uh, before, and but for those that haven't heard your journey into becoming more of an Enneagram professional, can you just share with us your journey in that?
1: Yeah.
2: So um, about five years ago, I did my first uh, certification as an Enneagram practitioner with Claire Lowridge, and that is the iEnneagrams training. It's, the, it's based on the Harmony Triads model, yeah. and then just this year, I finished up the awareness to action certification with Mario Sakura which is about a year long certification process.
1: Big fans, yes, big big fans of that's great Mario and MJ, yes, yeah, and Tamer and that whole crew, same, yeah, and Tamer, yeah, they're awesome.
0: So one of the reasons, I mean, it, we've we've interacted a few times at least in person, I've done a couple music and Enneagram things. Immediately when I met you, right? I was just like, wow, this is a very, very healthy, Mm -hmm. aware person that is very intentional about living. And I like to surround myself with those types of people. So next question is in the realm of personal growth, what's a recent aha moment that you've had that really just, switched switched your brain Mm. in the right direction
2: this is a great great question my mantra for myself this year has been i'm allowed to annoy people i'm allowed to disappoint people fascinating i'm allowed to irritate people this is what happens in relationships Mm. and Mm. so this has kind of been a a space in my life i've always kind of tiptoed around Just not bothering anybody, not being a burden, not being a problem, not asking too much or being too much. And so when people are, I feel like when people are irritated at me, it it sort of has made me resentful. Like I'm doing all this work to make you not mad at me and you're still mad at me. Like what more can I do? You know? Hmm. And just the epiphany that like, no, it's good and okay and fine in close loving relationships and even in acquaintances for you just to be annoyed about something or irritated by somebody. And I can allow myself to feel that way with people and know that it doesn't mean I don't wanna be in a relationship with them anymore. So certainly people that I care about are, I should give them permission and allow them to have that feeling with me when it comes up. Um, And that's just, uh, it's been really, really hard for me, but really also, liberating
1: Hmm,
2: I'm allowed to be an annoying person
1: sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that would be really freeing to a number of people who are listening yeah Mm -hmm. who are kind of bound up by those kind of people pleasing expectations right Mm
0: -hmm. when you allow yourself to be annoying what you said you you feel freer um what does that look like what does that mean for you
2: Hmm. So one example might be the shame that I sometimes feel around having really strong emotions, like kind of living with my heart way out in front of me all the time. You know, I'm just a person who very easily accesses my emotions and not everybody is that way. And so that's led me to feel like I'm just too much sometimes. And then that Mm. sort of gets me into this shame spiral. And so Mm. there's been a lot of freedom that's come in that space where I generally just immediately kind of shroud myself in that shame where I can just let that go and be like, it's not a problem that I Mm -hmm. easily access my emotions. Even if this other person is responding like they are bothered by my emotions, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. And I think mm-hmm. that that also really gets me out of fight or flight, too, where I can actually ask myself, are my emotions, you know, of course they're valid, but maybe there's some more information I need to think about that will kind of calm, my, calm me down a little bit. And so, yeah, it alleviates mm-hmm. that shame and also moves me into a space where, like, I'm not frantically trying to keep the relationship intact so I can actually grow from that experience and that interaction and actually hear the other person. Maybe there's something valid in what they have to say in a, a way that they can offer me a growth opportunity too. But I can't hear it if I'm stuck in that shaming space, you know? So just all the way around there's there's mm-hmm. more room to not feel the burden of shame and also to grow. That's
0: great. So that's that's a, a quick look on the inside of Lindsay's heart, which it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> More externally facing, what makes you sad? Uh, Coming from a 4 surprise.
2: (laughs) I think that people not being treated with dignity, especially uh, young people Mm. and old people, (laughs) not being treated with dignity is... Mm is something that will cause me to grieve very easily and quickly. I mean, I know Disney movies are supposed to be, like, fun, but what was that movie that came out recently? Something About Ron. There was some movie that, it was an animated movie that came out, and it was about this, like, robot that was supposed to help kids not feel alone, and it just really went fast and hard into, like, bullying and kids feeling left out and my kids are like loving this movie and i'm sitting on the couch like weeping (laughs) like this is real this is so real
1: ron's gone wrong
2: (laughs) yes that's it that's it yes
1: ron's gone wrong
2: ron's gone wrong which is actually a great movie but the whole beginning i was like that kid is not being treated right i am not okay with this turn it off (laughs) And I always, of course, like turning those into teaching moments for kids. Like I'm like pausing it. I'm like, okay, kids, do you know anybody at your school that's treated like this? And what can you <laughs> yeah. do about it? And my kids are like, Mom,
1: <laughs> yeah. just
2: let us watch the movie, They're please. Like,
1: George, can you push play now? Go. <laughs> yes. As river
0: of tears are just like streaming down <laughs> your face. <laughs> yes. That's
3: great. Mm. Has have you? Uh, has that always been a, a sensitivity for you?
2: Yes, yes. I can remember being very young like early elementary school and i am naturally drawn to that kid that doesn't that's sitting on the outside of the circle like it it, it's kind of amazing to me how we just always have been the people that we are you know like really we have
3: i'm curious with the with creeks uh one of his first questions about personal growth how how have you seen if that is a specific sensitivity that you kind of orient you a lot of your attention around, hmm. how have you managed that as you were younger to adult life now? Is there, are there any differences in between how how you manage that now as an adult?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I think obviously as a child, you know, you're, you're just operating out of instinct and you're not really very aware about, about the reasons that, that you're operating that way. So I think as an adult, as I've been able to Mm -hmm. develop the ability to contemplate my motivations, I see how often I'm driven by fear. You know, Um, I think maybe as a child, there wasn't as much fear there. Like, I never really feared being rejected. I had really safe, loving experiences Mm -hmm. as a child where I always felt really welcome and accepted. And so then as, as you grow and you have experiences where, oh, this, this could happen to me too. This has happened to me too. Then something switches and you're not quite just moving in the world from a really secure space, but from a fearful place. So I definitely hmm. will catch myself going, oh, wow, you're really like reaching out to that person. There's, there's some kind of fear happening here. That you need to keep this connection going mm. or you need to, you need to make them feel good because there's some kind of fear in you that's happening right now that you're gonna lose them or they're mm. gonna reject you in some way. And so, yeah, those those moments don't don't feel great, <laughs> you know, when you're like realizing, oh, this is not as altruistic as as I maybe first thought. Um, but then I can mm. actually stop right. in those moments and be like, okay. I'm actually not gonna reach out. I'm gonna trust that, especially mm. if that person has other people around them or that situation has a support system in place, it's like, I don't, I don't need to expend energy in this way. I'm doing it because I don't wanna miss mm. out on something or I'm afraid of something ha- bad happening to me. I can just kind of save my energy. So I think maybe that's a way to sum it up. As a child, yeah. I think I expended a lot of energy on others without even thinking about it and teenager, early adult. And now I'm much more focused on what kind of energy can I actually conserve and not spread myself too thin in the area of, you know, connection, make my connections more meaningful.
3: That's good. Thanks for sharing. Shifting a little bit, curious how this question hits you. What, what is like the driving force? Like what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning?
2: Getting my kids to school on time is the only thing. Other (laughs) than your children.
3: Yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: I definitely... How
3: many? How many are they?
2: I have three kids. They're 11, 9, and 7. So they are all, you know, all except one is an early riser. My daughter sleeps late. She's child after my own heart in that way but yeah there's not a lot that (laughs) motivates me to get up at least not early
1: but (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) but i know what you're getting at okay (laughs) i'm trying to think about it
1: so you'll seize the day later if (laughs) given the chance right yes yes
2: there's like a meme that's like i only need like 12 hours of personal time before i get my day started like what's so wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah, I really, I like if I didn't have responsibilities to other people, I would get up and like do some sort of, you know, like yoga, exercise, meditation, something like that. Do some reading, have a great breakfast, a great cup of coffee, you know, just take it really slow and easy. And then noonish one o'clock, maybe look at my to do list. <laughs> That's my dream life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sounds like my Relaxing. life Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounds like Creep's
1: morning routine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that another, jerk. Another yeah. question.
3: <laughs> another question for you, Lindsay. What? What do you think that you personally bring to relationships that often maybe surprises people? It can be a literal table, like a bottle of wine. Oh or yes. <laughs> or a personality trait.
2: I think. Anybody that has ever received a meal from me in a time of grief or a time of need would answer this question with a store-bought rotisserie chicken, because I will not be cooking for you.
1: I love you very
2: much. I will not be cooking for you. I will get you whatever you need from the grocery
1: store. Those are tasty, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: Frozen broccoli. Are you
0: not, not someone who enjoys cooking?
2: I'd hate cooking. I hate it. Absolutely. Oh, hate
1: now, it. now Creek is reconsidering <laughs>
2: everything. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> no, don't make But money. your husband likes cooking, correct? He loves to cook, which works really well for us because oh, I love see? to eat.
1: Yeah.
2: And he loves <laughs> to cook. There you go. Wow. And he's a fabulous Imagine cook. Imagine
1: that. So. Yeah, so why mess it up? You <clears throat> yeah. don't want to get in his way,
2: right?
0: Mm-mm. I think we're just going to have to uh, invite him on the, on the Fathoms retreat to help me help me cook.
2: Yes. Oh, he'd love that so much. That would
0: be, that'd be so much fun.
2: <laughs> so, as far as, uh, what else I feel like I bring to relationships. I had a friend tell me this week, she said, I love that you're always prepared with the right encouraging words. Hmm, and great. I felt very affirmed in hearing that because that is, that is something that I really enjoy doing for my friends. It's encouraging them, Mm. affirming them. That's
3: great. Can I can I offer an affirmation real fast? Of course. You can refuse it. You can (laughs) refuse it too. I will never. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Some of my personal story in the past with Tunis, uh, not naming people, but Tunis, is this sort of you know like overly eccentric in my space. I love you no. you know just that <laughs> that kind of thing and there's a way in which i have primarily i mean we haven't interacted a whole lot yet right but um i have primarily only received an experience to you as a solitude in and of yourself like mm. the exact appropriate amount of empathy that and that's it and it and it was and it's been so like redeeming of Tunis <laughs> for me. Awesome. Uh, so uh-huh. just wanted to name that. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, Lindsay, if you have any thoughts too. What would be an unusual sign that you've had a good day?
2: And oh, this is such a good question. What would be an unusual sign? An unusual sign that I've had a good day.
0: So what I norm how I normally answer this question is how dirty my feet are.
2: how dirty your feet are Mm. I think an unusual sign Mm. I'm just gonna repeat the question until an answer comes to me (laughs)
1: that's fine (laughs) great great stalling tactic
2: (laughs) yeah I'm not a person who like sits Mm -hmm. still very often so something that's unusual for me is if I found that I have like been sitting or reclining for like And not because I don't feel well or I'm sick or anything like that, but just because the day made a lot of space for me to rest and be with my people, then I just have this overall feeling of calm in my whole body. And there's not this like, what didn't I get done today? And my brain like spinning with, you know, what I have to catch up on tomorrow, but just, wow, I actually sat down a lot today. That was great.
0: (laughs) So you didn't make it out of your PJs.
2: That's a that's, great day. That's the sign? Yes, that's the sign.
0: Yes.
3: My house, <laughs> my house yeah. shoes. Oh, that's great. All right. Lightning round. Are we ready? Here we go. <laughs> that was laser beams. By I'm the way. picturing
1: laser <laughs> beams. Yeah.
2: We need a sound effect there. <laughs>
3: Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. Lindsay, what is uh, most recently one of the silliest or strangest things one of your kids did or said? Oh.
2: Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> yesterday, my daughter painted my son's face with marker and makeup to make it look like he got beat up, and then uh, he couldn't oh. wash it off.
1: <laughs> oh!
2: And we went on a family walk around the neighborhood. Wow! And um, oh <laughs> no! Yeah. Uh-oh. Another child actually in the neighborhood <laughs> ran up to my son and was like, "What happened?"
1: <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I'm getting the cops called on wow, me. She's a, really a good in the film industry, I think. Yes, yeah, seriously. she does.
3: Uh, so, you're from uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, if I remember. What's your Woo. favorite cereal? Yes,
2: Fruity Pebbles. Oh, oh interesting yeah.
1: choice.
3: Hmm. Nice. Uh, what's Don't the Don't tell last... my Kellogg's friends. <laughs> but <laughs> what's the last thing you binge watched on the telly?
2: The patient, with Steve Carell.
3: The new
1: one. Oh. Yeah, the new episode, the new show. Yes. Recommend? Yeah. Yes or no? Thumbs up.
2: Yes. Okay. So a weird thing about me is that I actually have a lot of compassion for serial killers.
1: That's not like, surprising. I know that sounds
2: really awful and horrible, but huh. I'm just like. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I see your wounded inner child.
1: Like,
3: <laughs> I wonder if uh, the other navigating twos who are so, listening uh, are just like, yes, this- I yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of uh, really do too, though.
2: Yes. So, yeah. um, yes, this show is.
1: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. In- it's a great intriguing. show. Intriguing. Uh, tell me how this Claudio Naranjo quote hits you. <laughs>
2: Of course there's a quote.
3: Excessive adaptation to the world would be too painful to endure without self-forgetfulness.
1: What? <laughs> so, I need like a so half hour to break that down. So do uh. I.
3: <laughs> In therapy and... Uh. Well, this is, you're right. This isn't really lightning round worthy, but mm. we'll come back to it. Uh, tell me about your... But you
2: really want to talk about that, don't you?
3: Oh, yeah, I do. But another time, that's okay. What about your favorite... If there's one band or a couple of bands or artist,
2: okay. My favorite artist of all time is Sarah Bareilles. Whoa, um, wow. I I love her. I would I would die for her. That's extreme. <laughs> and um, I also have <laughs> extreme. I'm an extreme fan, Sarah. If you're listening, um, and
1: if you are, let us know, Sarah. I
2: have a nostalgia <laughs> about Billy Joel. Okay who I just saw in concert at Notre Dame wow. this year. Wow. As far as a favorite band, I would probably have to say I lean towards like that new British 80s pop sound, okay. like the 1975. Hmm. Okay. Anything that's 80s reminiscent, I'm probably going to like it.
3: Nice. Okay, final question. What's on your nightstand that you're reading right now? Or wherever it might be, hanging out. But what are you reading?
2: Um, so I have multiple books on my nightstand right now. One of them, you recommended, actually, The do, uh, the Domestic Monastery.
3: Oh, nice. I'm reading yes. that one right
2: now by Ronald Rollheiser. Roll um, And then I I am working my way through um, All the Light We Cannot See, which is fiction. Yep. And I yeah. kind of have to force myself to read fiction, so I don't, like get too bogged down with self-reflection, but that is a great great book. Interesting.
0: Mm. Well, Lindsay, thank you for sharing your self with us today. And yeah. we hope that all the audience is as impressed and excited to hear more from you in the future. And speaking about the future, we have um so we've included Lindsay for a couple reasons. One just cuz we're bored of each other, hearing each other's talk talking. So we wanted to get a new voice on. But this also, I think, in a lot of ways, Lindsay balances us out and fills a hole that we do have in a lot of different ways, just with her perspective and her training, all that sort of things. All, all of that sort yeah. of stuff. Wow. <laughs> um, uh,
2: leave it in. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah right. We will be releasing uh, a few bonus episodes to continue to keep you informed and entertain you uh, while we work on season four. Season four is going to be a little bit different. We're going to attempt to put a little bit more production value into the into a few of the episodes. We'll still have just our normal chat cast with each other about certain topics. We'll still source some pretty great guests. But wanting to up the game a little bit give you a little bit more comprehensive approach to certain topics ego and essence in our first season is one of the most downloaded episodes so far so we wanted to kind of go back to that but do an even deeper dive into sourcing lots of different experts about let's define ego like some something along along those lines and what is essence what is the history of essence how do we how do we define essence, and then how do we work with with those terms appropriately? So that means a lot more time and energy and effort is going to be put into episodes. So there's probably not going to be as many in season four, but it's going to be a much higher quality, hopefully. So if you all have any large topics that you want us to cover, or again, guests that you want us to interview, please reach out. Give us a, give us a shout on Instagram. At fathoms and or any of our personal accounts, I'm at Creekmore Music, and then Seth Integrated Enigram. Drew is at Type Trail Enneagram. Type Trail Enneagram and you can also, uh, you should follow Lindsay on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay dash <laughs> Lindsay dash marks right.
1: Davis
2: <laughs> Lindsay dash marks oh,
1: Lindsay Faith <laughs> <No>. DM. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay dash marks. <laughs> Woo.
0: Anyways, it'll be in the show notes, whatever it is.
1: <laughs>
0: Lindsay faith DM. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Lindsay faith DM. Reach out to us. Give us your ideas, uh, as we prep and plan to try to give you some high quality content in this upcoming season. So with that, any final words from the other folks,
1: uh, Lindsay. So excited to have you uh, as a co-host. <laughs> time, time to Sorry,
2: go. Say, say it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Want well, I me mean to reaffirm you again? Yeah. yeah. No, Lindsay, so excited to have you as a co-host. It's going to make your, your presence and your voice is going to make Fathom so much better. So welcome. Glad to have you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths one fathom at a time.
3: Claudio Naranjo. <laughs> Just
0: kidding.
1: <laughs> Another time. <laughs> uh, um. Someone please talk to Seth about Claudio Naranjo so he can do <laughs> something else today. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, it's,
0: a,
3: it's an important uh. quote. Gosh. <laughs>